Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. There is great potential in you already. You came preloaded. You came with everything that you are going to need to fulfill your destiny, to accomplish the purpose for which you were born. You are not the result of some cosmic accident. You have a creator and your creator has a unique plan for you. I'm here to encourage you not to let other people's expectations to become your reality. You must start at ground zero, and that is accepting that you have been created in God's image and likeness. Let God be true. And any other man be a liar. We live in a day and time when a lot of social constructs are being used to divide, to segregate, to imprison, to enslave, to mistreat, to murder, and to take advantage of one another. This broadcast is about shining light into the darkness, into the evil of these social constructs. It comes disguised in the form of racism and many other isms. You're going to be shocked to hear that all of us have some amount of pigmentation in our skin. Some have more melanin than others. That is why we should not be using the melanin content in anybody's skin to define the content of their character. The heart of man, as we've seen already, is desperately wicked. It's deceitful above all things. And when the heart has not been regenerated, when the heart has not been reformed, when the heart has not been born again, the heart in its natural state will enslave, will pillage, we take advantage of other people. Before we get into today's subject, I want to say two things. This weekend, I was at a conference and the International Justice Mission presented information that was shocking, to say the least. They were talking about the enslavement on 
the river Volta in Ghana. These are fellow Ghanaians that are enslaving children to work in the fishing industry in that country. We're not talking about two children, not three, not 10, not 20, not even a thousand. We are talking about somewhere between 20,000 to 30,000 children enslaved, taken away from their homes. They walk with little food and no pay. In addition to that, these children are beaten, mistreated by fellow Ghanaians, people who have the same skin color, the same skin pigmentation, whatever you want to call it. That is why we should not be distracted. We should not be distracted by these artificial, bogus, faulty, baseless, white, black divide. It doesn't exist. It's a construct. And those who are perpetuating it are trying to use it to cover the wickedness that is in the heart of people. We are not just born as clean slates. No, we are born in sin. All have sinned and needs God's forgiveness and needs God's grace. The second thing that happened this weekend, a documentary that I watched in Mauritania, talking about slavery, fellow Mauritanians enslaving each other in this day and age. It is the wickedness in the heart of man. We need to go, we need to see beyond racism. I want you to do me a favor. Three things I ask of you, just three. You have what it takes to do these three things. The first one is to share this broadcast. If you haven't done that, please do it for me. Invite other people to join us. If you are watching this live, invite other people to join us. The second thing I need from you is to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Our goal is to reach 100,000 subscribers. You can reduce the number today by subscribing and inviting other people too. And the third thing I need from you is to get a copy of this book. Racism, Where is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. I propose a simple solution. And the solution starts with you. Find your identity in Christ. Get cure of the superiority complex. If you're suffering from it, get cured of the inferiority complex if you're suffering from it. And racism would get out of business. Racism only exists. Racism is only perpetuated. Racism is only manifested when two types of people interact. Those that feel they are superior and those that feel they are inferior. When those two people interact, this inferiority and superiority complex is going to be made manifested. And deeper than that, 
are issues of the heart. That is where the solution is. You need to get reconciled with God. Accept that you're a child of God made in his image and likeness and start treating other people accordingly. We've been talking about Joseph. He suffered abuse in the hands of his brothers who hated him and sold him as a slave. The slave traders took him to Egypt and sold him a second time. And in Egypt, Joseph was sent to prison on trumped-up charges. And it was in prison that he started rising and ended up becoming the second strongest person in Egypt. He became the prime minister of Egypt. And if you don't know, Egypt was the strongest country at that time. Now the brothers of Joseph show up and he decided to forgive them. We've already seen the first lesson that we can learn from the life of Joseph is to fear God. The next lesson today, we'll be talking about forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. It's important for us to understand the role of forgiveness as we interact with one another. If you've never heard about forgiveness before, if you don't know what it is, we're going to touch on that today. Just imagine 13 years after Joseph is sold in slavery, ripped from his family, taken to a foreign country, he suffered a lot. And what his brothers did that is despicable. It's heinous. There's no, I lack the word to express the degree of the evil that the brothers perpetrated against him. However, as painful, as difficult as that situation was, Joseph chose the highway. And that is something that I want us to learn from him. And we'll connect that to racism and to what is happening. I want to read again the exchange between Joseph and his brothers. I want you to listen and listen very closely. Because each time you talk about forgiveness, people, people think you are saying that evil was not committed. No, far from that. However, if you add evil to evil, you're just amplifying evil. We can't fight evil with evil. We cannot. We cannot fight evil with evil. It doesn't work like that. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. We had, when they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, don't be distressed. And do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was 
to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. There's always something good that will come out of that situation. And that is why you need to invoke the hand of God. You need to understand the big picture. You need to ask yourself, what is God doing in this situation? You need to turn it over to him to use it. Joseph reminded his brothers, I am Joseph that you sold. Yes, you committed a crime. However, it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Whatever the enemy meant for bad, God has something good out of it. For two years now, there's been a famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will be no plowing and no reaping. The brothers showed up, there was famine, five more years to go. God and I had positioned Joseph in control of the resources that his family needed at that time. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. His brother's men's back sold him into slavery. Joseph went to Egypt, suffered, was accused wrongly. However, he became prime minister. And that is why Joseph is telling his brothers, look, your intention of selling me as a slave was to destroy me. But God had other plans. He's used that to launch me to a better place. I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go. What I see is what God has been able to do because there's no explanation to how a slave became the prime minister of Egypt. Joseph saw the hand of God. There is no explanation to how Joseph was able to interpret the dreams. God did it. What has God been doing in your own life? The situation you find yourself inside. Have you acknowledged God? And that is why we are told, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Joseph understood this. If he had just depended on his own understanding alone, it would have been impossible for him to forgive his brothers. He would have insisted, you did me harm, you took me away from my father, you enslaved me, I suffered, it's payback time. But he chose to forgive. And that's what I'm suggesting to you. People have hurt you. People have done the despicable things to you. You have the courage to do the right thing and let God be. Now, consider what Jesus Christ taught us about forgiving one another. His disciples had come to him, asking him to teach them how to pray. Jesus taught them what 
we now know as the Lord's Prayer. And part of this request is to ask for forgiveness. Then Jesus added the following instructions concerning forgiveness. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Joseph understood that. I need to see God all in all. We've all sinned. We need forgiveness. And he was able to forgive his brothers because he understood that we all need forgiveness. You see, without forgiveness, none of us has any hope, including those trapped in the superiority and inferiority complex that are branded as racism. That's what I'm talking about forgiveness. Those who think they are superior, they need forgiveness. And those who think they are inferior, they need forgiveness. Everybody needs forgiveness for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, one reason why you have to forgive is to know that only God can dish out the punishment that each person deserves. And you must trust God to execute that punishment. You don't have what it takes to punish people commensurate to the degree of their evil. You need to trust God to do that for you. I say this because when you look at the story of Joseph and his brothers, you remember, you, you understand the brothers of Joseph were so guilty, so guilty. They carried this burden for most of their lives. That is why years later on, after their father died, they went to, to their brother Joseph and pleaded for their lives again. Can you imagine the torture and the mental anguish these brothers went through during their lives? They did something and years later on, they were still dealing with it. Please do not try to be God because that is something that you are not cut out for. Instead, Follow the ammunition, the ammunition in the word of God. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That is in Romans 12, 19. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Allow God to deal with those people. Romans 12, 17 says, Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Repay no evil for evil. We've set the manifestation of racism is evil. It doesn't matter how much people justify why they don't treat other people right. Their hearts are evil. 
They are manifesting evil. To lynch somebody, to imprison somebody falsely, to gun down somebody just because they don't look like you, to mistreat people, don't pay them right. It's plain evil. Don't say racism made me do it. How? How did what is racism? That somebody has more melanin in their skin and you don't treat them right? You are full of evil. You are full of evil. You don't see the image of God in them? You don't see the image of God in them? Can you tell the difference between a brown egg and a white egg? When you break open the eggs, you're going to have a yellow yolk. in there and the egg white transparent you boil it it all looks the same to use external characteristics to qualify and characterize people who may do it and justify it we were using it to cover the evil in our hearts we are called to love we are called to love. Racism and love don't appear on the same sentence. It's light and darkness. And that is why we identify this evil. Please don't try to pay back evil with evil. Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. That is in Proverbs 24, 29. We shouldn't pay back evil for evil. We shouldn't pay back evil for evil. Joseph understand that. And want us to learn from him. Forgiveness is a command. And if you do not forgive, you are jeopardizing your own soul. It's on you. This is something that Joseph understood and acted upon because he understood that letting go of hate, bitterness, and vengeance was good for him. He trusts God to take care of his brothers. Joseph saw the upper hand of God. You need to. God is doing amazing things in your life. You just need to open your eyes and see what God is doing for you no matter what people have done to you. If you are willing to see, you see the hand of God. You see that God is taking you to a different level. When I was growing up, it was very common. If you run out of salt, you go to your neighbor, knock their door, please give me some salt. Or if you don't have a mortar, and a pistol, we, 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 it's a mortar that I use in pounding, um, preparing food. It was easy to go take it from your neighbor. And then let's assume that you, you kept, you know, you go to your neighbor and you borrow their mortar and you prepare your food with it. But it comes with constraints. You have to take good care of it and return to the neighbor. And most of the times when you want to use it, it has to be convenient for your neighbor. 
Then one day you, you go to the neighbor and like, neighbor, please, I want to take your motor. And the neighbor says, no, go buy your own. I'm not going to give you my motor any longer. You're lazy. Do something about your situation. The exchange superficially doesn't look good. It's painful. However, you take the challenge. You push yourself hard. You do whatever it's going to take. And you acquire your own mortar. Out of a sudden, you're not the owner of this appliance. You can use it any time of the day. You don't need anybody's permission. You don't need to... You take care of it the way you want. Should you harbor hatred and resentment towards this person that pushed you to grow? I would say no, as painful as it is. They helped you to grow. God is always working. God is always doing something bigger, more magnificent, more than the evil that has been perpetrated against you. You need to open your eyes to identify the good and focus on it. Many people are calling for payback, stirring up emotions, and replaying what happened in the past or is happening right now. Their intention is not for healing. No, they keep poking the wound. Look at what they did to you. Look at what they did to you. Look at what they did to you. If we are not careful, we'll take the bait and enslave ourselves. You know, while we acknowledge that great harm has been done, we should not try to overcome evil with evil because that does not work. Darkness cannot chase darkness. What chases darkness is light. We've already said the manifestation of racism is actually evil. Anybody that is greedy, selfish, and don't treat other people with love is a manifestation of evil. We need to call it out for what it is. Racism is a smokescreen that is covering the wickedness in the hearts of people. We need to call out the evil, but we don't fight it by using evil. We fight it with light. We must overcome evil with good because light always displaces darkness. No matter the intensity of the darkness, if you light a little candle, the darkness will begin to recede. And that is why what I'm doing here is trying to light your own candle. I've lit mine already. I've lit my candle. I don't believe in the oppressed and the oppressor doctrine or the oppressed and the oppressor worldview. He that the son of man has set free is free indeed. I'm a joint heir sitting together with Christ in heavenly places. That's the message I'm bringing for you to understand that you are a child of God and that there is hope. 
you may be thinking that the perpetrators have hurt you or your people too many times. And there's no way you are going to forgive them because they've overdone it. Peter thought like that when he asked Jesus the following question. Then Peter called him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I did not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. 70 times seven in a single day. Looking at what, 49 times. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for your better men. Forgiveness will set you free. But to do that, do what Joseph did. Fear God. Honor God. See the hand of God in the situation. What the enemy meant for bad, God is using it for your good. You need to identify the good in the situation. You might have been fired from a job. But now better doors have opened because somebody forcefully accused you and you got fired or you lose whatever. I'm saying this will also understand that if we remain in the past, if we remain in the place of hurt, if we keep insisting, I've been hurt, I was hurt, we are going to, we are going to fail to see the big picture and see the good that is happening. Joseph became prime minister because he was sold by his brothers, because he ended up, he, he was lied about, sent to prison. All those things worked together for his good and he became the prime minister. Yeah, you may say, but those people did that to him. Yes, they did. The outcome is what we need to focus on. There is hope. The command to forgive is crystal clear. And there is no limit to how many times we should forgive on a given day. The bottom line is that all of us have received unlimited mercy and forgiveness from God and should extend it to other people. The degree to which you will forgive, the degree to which you will embrace forgiveness is commensurate to the degree to which you yourself have been forgiven. Have you been forgiven? Has the weight of your own evil been uplifted? That is why you need to go to the foot of the cross of Jesus and lay your burden there. Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, who are burdened and heavy laden, and cast your burdens. Unto me. If you have not received forgiveness, it may be difficult for you to forgive. However, forgiveness is available. Receive it so you can share it with other people.
Joseph understood this, believed it, and acted upon it. We know he forgave his brothers by what he said. He told them, I'm your brother that you sold. I'm the guy. However, I don't want you to be distressed. God sent me ahead of you. So part of forgiving is how you're going to speak to those that have perpetrated evil against you. How are you going to speak about them? Do you see God in the situation? If you don't believe in God, it's really hopeless. Because God showed up big time in the life of Joseph and did that which only him can do. If you are still doubting if the life of Joseph makes any sense, I want us to look at contemporary leaders that have walked this walk. Here is a warning from great contemporary leaders, two of them whom One was murdered and one served 27 years in prison for standing up against appetite, uh, discrimination, and all sorts of evil. These men did not only talk the talk, they walked it. Uh, this is what uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, said. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. He is 100% correct. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I want you to light your light. Your, your light. Begin to shine it in darkness. Give up hate. Give up vengeance. Love. Pray for your enemies. And let God take control. If they knew any better, they will act better. They are to be pitied. I've said it and I will say it again. If anybody in their right mind, in this day and age, still believes that melanin is more than melanin, and you can use it to de determine people's intellect, their character, then those people are to be pitied above all else. Pray for them. This is what Mahatma Gandhi said. The weak cannot forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. The weak cannot forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. You really want to be strong? You want to win? Leave the position of weakness. Don't let the people trying to fan hatred and unforgiveness in your heart to enslave you. If you don't forgive, you are out of God's will. You've imprisoned yourself. You cannot move forward. You're walking in darkness. Don't stay in darkness. Be strong. 
get out of the unforgiveness mode and forgive. This is what uh, Nelson Mandela said. If there are dreams about a beautiful South Africa, there are also roads that lead to their goal. Two of these roads could be named goodness and forgiveness. Yeah, the country had been through a lot of pain. If the country doesn't want to descend into chaos, crumble and fall, people must understand how to forgive. It's for the strong. It's easy to be angry. It's easy to be vengeful. It's easy to be bitter. It's easy to stay in unforgiveness. It's easy to stay in the place of pain. However, the high road is the road of forgiveness. Step onto the high road and be free. If after all this, you still think walking in hate and vengeance is the way to go, consider the words of Marianne Williamson. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die. You drink the poison, it's killing you, and you're living in the delusion that the person that you hate is going to die. It doesn't work like that. Unforgiveness is poison to the soul. It's an enslavement of the highest category. You must free yourself from that. If you want to enjoy the blessings that have come as a result of your pain, don't stay in the painful place. God has made a way out. Each time God prohibits us from doing anything, it is because he wants to protect us from harm. Unforgiveness is harmful to the soul. It's harmful to your spirit. At times, those calling for social justice, listen to this carefully. I'm going to be flagged for this, but I will say it. At times, those calling for social justice sanctify hate, unforgiveness, and vengeance. They make it look cool. Bend down the place. Kill and pillage. After all, that's the same thing they did to us. It's okay. It's okay to vet out your anger. Take it on them. Stick it to them. How has that helped us? How is that freeing? How is that liberating? How is that empowering? How is that liberating? How is that certain people free? How is it helpful? Remember, darkness cannot drive darkness. Evil cannot drive evil. You want to push against darkness? Light, you are lamb. You need light. 
you want to push against hate, you better grow in love. You better grow in love. Love will displace hate. Light will destroy darkness. Are you walking in light? Have you found the light? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Light is a person. You need to meet Christ. You need to walk in the light. And those who have met Christ, this is what is written about them. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. When you receive the light of God, your heart is transformed, you are born again, you now possess the light of the Son of God, and that light begins to shine in the world. That is why you cannot claim to be walking in the light, yet you are producing the works of darkness. Stay away from vengeance. Stay away from unforgiveness. Stay away from hatred. Walk in love. The greatest commandment is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Love. Love conquers all. Love conquers all. That is a call. That is a challenge. It's for the strong-hearted. Don't stay in pain. Don't stay in hatred. Don't stay in vengeance. It's for your good. I've said at times, those calling for social justice sanctify hate, unforgiveness, and vengeance. This toxic concoction is wrapped up in social justice. And many people drink this harmful Kool-Aid and it destroys them. Do you think Joseph would have been free if instead of focusing on what God was doing, he focused just on the pain that his brothers had brought to him? Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't. Don't allow those who are staring the pot. They did this to you. They did this to you. Do like this. Don't let it get you. There is nothing more destructive to an individual and eventually a society than harboring anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness. And it is rampant in our day. People justify it, sanctify it under the umbrella of social justice. Oh, it's time to pay back. Let's bend, tear down, and pillage. This will destroy anybody who allows them to take hold of their heart. If you're having unforgiveness, if you're having hatred, if you're having anger, resentment, and bitterness, it's going to eat you at the core. It's going to destroy you and destroy those around you, destroy your community, and destroy your country. Therefore, you should flee away from anger, from hate, unforgiveness, and vengeance, and make up your mind to choose the higher road. Choose light and say no 
to unforgiveness. Joseph has taught us two things already. Two things that will make you win and win big. There are many more that we're going to hear in the next coming days. We've seen two. Fear God. When you fear God, it doesn't mean, oh, you're afraid that God is going to whoop you with a big cane. No. It's reverence. It's respect for God. I said, when you buy your car, you don't put orange juice in it because you have respect and fear for the manufacturer. You honor the manufacturer. That is why you follow the instructions of the person that created, that made, that manufactured that motor vehicle for you. You don't just put anything in your, in, in your motor vehicle. No. There's specific fuel for you to put in it. And there you put something else and get the consequences. God created us. He expects us to function in a certain way. If we want to reach our full potential, he expects us to carry our affairs in a certain way. The first one is to fear him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we fear and honor God, and when we walk in forgiveness, we will experience the redemption of God. We experience God's blessings. When I started this series, I said my baseline is my belief in the God of the Bible. That is a window, that is a worldview through which I'm looking at these issues of racism and what is happening in our midst. I want you to try it. Get a copy of this book. Please read it, read it carefully. If you have any questions, send them my way. Don't allow bitterness, don't allow anger to destroy your life and destroy the next generation. I want to thank you so much for listening. We're going to continue tomorrow with more lessons from the life of Joseph. I encourage you to share this broadcast and stay tuned for more updates. God bless you.